What are you never more than six minutes away from in London? Just off the top of my head, I'd say two foxes fighting in a bin over some chicken, many Pret-a-Mangers, and Bill Nye. But here's another thing, a free now private ride or black cab. Yep, that's right. Thanks to the Mobility Super app free now, your car is just six minutes away on average. Now that's speedy. One app, more ways to travel. Feel free now. Hey, it's Bill. Nine pound pint or heating? Imagine if I left my family out. <laughs> Just freezing while I went and had a nine pound neck oil. Oh, but imagine how good it would taste. <laughs> good afternoon, good evening, uh, good whatever. My name is Joe Makatich. I'm the editor of Time Out London, and you're listening to Love Thy Neighbourhood, the podcast in which someone objectively better than me takes me around part of London that means something to them. I'm hoping for four places, four distinct venues that they absolutely love for reasons that will become clear. Places they would give their own five-star rating to. Five stars, of course, that's what we do at Time Out. If we like something, we hurl stars at it, ninja-like, and make everyone happy in the world. It helps you go out, it helps sort the wheat from the chaff, helps you understand the city. The city, of course, is exactly where I am right now, have stepped out into the location of today's episode, and it is Streatham. Now, Streatham's a funny place, because not that long ago, it won a very dubious award for worst road in uh, all of Britain which does sound kind of unfair. Uh, a little bit before that though, it was a glamorous place. It was the first ever location of any supermarket in London, and it was the location of the first ever Waitrose as well. Uh, Naomi Campbell's from here. The rapper Dave, he's from here. He has a song called Streatham. And I presume my guest today is also from here. Today's guest is none other than the amazing stand-up Chloe Petz. Very excited to meet Chloe. She's sort of taken the world by storm recently, doing loads of tours that have got rave reviews. She's supported Ed Gamble, and then loads and loads of people saw that. She went to the Soho Theatre, which is definitely a mark of greatness in my book. And she co-runs the queer comedy collective, The Lol World, who pop up all over London. If you know comedy, you'll definitely know their stuff. Anyway, very excited to hear what she has to say about Streatham. And we have just arrived at our first location, so I'm gonna go on in. Hello, Chloe Pats. Uh, where are we and why have you brought me here? So we are in a state office coffee uh, just off Streatham High Road, which is, did you know, the longest high street in either Europe or the world? It's, it's basically the only thing I know about Streatham. Oh, really? Yeah. And do you know whether it's Europe or the world? Uh, Europe. Okay, yeah. that's it. So I lived in Streatham for about seven years and I moved out a year ago. All the people I know who are from Streatham or people who, who have lived here talk about it like really, really warmly um, all the time. Uh, why, why do you think that is? I feel like, now I live in Hackney now. Um, Hackney feels like a weekend destination that people sort of flock into in their best outfits. So every time you like go out to get a coffee or just go to the shops, you're like, I've got to put a bit of effort into the way that I'm appearing. Whereas in Streatham, you can just walk around. No one cares what you look like at all. You're saying it's an area full of slobs. Area full of slobs, absolutely. But I, d I do think, like, Hackney's a place you go to go out. Streatham's yeah. a place you come home to, right? It feels like 
home. Sometimes you are on that overground going towards Hackney Wick or wherever else. You look around and you do sort of go, am I going to a festival? You're like, like what? there's too much leather. Up. There's so too much, much leather. leather. Yeah. Everyone's swishing. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's I, swishing away. I don't necessarily want to wear leather all the time. Me neither. Not in this, not in this weather. Whereas in Streatham, I could wear trackies and no top. And um, yeah, it's good to be back. This is my favourite coffee spot. I think it's the best one in Streatham. Yeah, for me, Streatham isn't sort of the best place for coffee. And when I found this place, it was a little bit more of a walk from where I lived, but it was worth the walk. I'm getting the impression you're quite serious about coffee. You seem quite into it. I'm, I'm sort of moderately into it. Right. Like, I, I know what a good one tastes like. Can you abide a shit one? I can abide a shit one. But I think if I'm going to, like, Starbucks or, like, Costa or something, I'll always put something sweet and sugary in. Right, So yeah. it becomes, like, a different profile of treat. Like, you're not going there for coffee. You're going there for, like, a, a yeah, specific some treat. sort of refrigerated brown square. Yeah, or, like, <laughs> or like um, a shaken oat brown sugar just a load of sugar yeah, in a so cup much sugar. just a, like a frappuccino yeah, that just kind of a thing after, if you, with, without wanting to put off potential uh, lucrative sponsors if you had to put in order the high street coffee chains like the, like the ones you've just mentioned yeah what's one what's two what's three pret one okay the best yes. but but pret one only for food mm. i think the coffee that I would most like from a chain is probably Costa. Mm. I think they do the, the weirdest creations. Right, the like crazy the, cats the, at Costa. They should lean into that and their marketing should be like crazy we're, Costa coffee. We're fucked up. Yeah. We're Costa and we do mad stuff. Yeah. Like you don't know, you don't know what you're going to get. We're just going to cram a load of cream and sprinkles in a cup. Maybe some caffeine, not sure. If you don't leave with heart disease, then we haven't done our job. Like exactly. that sort of vibe, yeah. Crazy Costa Coffee, then Starbucks, then Pret. Mm. Food-wise, other way around. I'm inverting the pyramid. That's interesting, yeah. You also worked in a cafe during the pandemic. But how yeah. did you find it, the experience? All right. Yeah. I feel like um, maybe I'm not cut out for it. Well, I, I worked in a cafe and I definitely wasn't cut out for it. So what made you suspect that about yourself? Well, like, the work was absolutely fine. And I loved being around the people. Like, we had such a laugh. And the cool thing about going to work in a coffee shop is you don't go in thinking, I'm going to work really hard today. You're, go you're going in thinking, how can I make my colleagues laugh the most yeah. amount of times? Yeah. And that's really fun where that's the objective of the day. How much fun can we have? Yeah. But I think, you know, during the pandemic, I had nothing else. And it was like all of the little like minutiae of the politics of the cafe became so like sort of high up yeah. in my mind because it was all we had to think about that I was just like, why am I getting so stressed that someone hasn't ordered the oat milk? Like that, any other time in my life, I would not, I'd walk out of it and be like, I don't care who's ordered the oat milk. But when it becomes like forefront in your mind, and then the other thing is that I have a very um, attenuated sense of injustice. Right. Maybe one that doesn't match when there, like when there is actually an injustice or not. And if someone was just like a tiny bit rude to me, I was like, well, I'm not being polite to you. And I just couldn't. Be, is I that a sense smile. of justice or is that a sort of a mean streak? A mean streak for me? Well, maybe. If it's just, you know, you're holding a grudge against the person who maybe didn't smile. Is no, that, no, is no, that no, justice? no, no, no. It's not that. It's not that. It's more like um, people were really fucking awful. Like, yeah. Customers were really awful, yeah. right? And I guarantee none of those people ever worked in a cafe themselves. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They're going, can I get more froth on my cappuccino? It's like, I've got so many orders. I've given you as much froth as I possibly can. You yeah. piss off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, 
Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't cut out for that. Like, I just would rise up. Just nah. I'm you not. know what I want to bring back in cafes? Let's stop all this can I get stuff. I want to bring back please may I have. Oh, okay. I've made a concerted effort in, in gales and stuff to start saying, please may I have a black coffee. And I think the staff like it. Okay. I think they do. And, and what are you judging that on? Uh, vibe. They're, they're just, vibe. just vibe, yeah. Their eyes soften. There's like a softening of their yeah. eyes. And it's a kindness that says, I appreciate the extra politeness. It also it's, it sounds a little bit infantile, maybe now. I'm, I'm hearing myself say it now, and I, I sort of feel like an eight-year-old boy. No, but I also think you're you're really bringing like a vibe to this podcast of uh, the good old days, like kids. Yeah, you're right. They actually. won't say please and thank you. They're on the TikToks all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, as as a comedian, you must have to be on the TikToks at least sometimes. Nah, I'm not on TikTok, but I, I, I'm gonna get on TikTok. I think. Yeah. You share some of that lovely data with the Chinese government. Yeah, if they want it, they can have it. I don't care what the Chinese government have. Yeah. There's nothing to hide here. That's a very, I think, a very British reaction that like, I share, and I think like, loads and loads of people share, when it comes to things like that. And someone goes, no, don't you realise that the, the, the ramifications of this and the repercussions are so serious, and then you just glaze over and just go, yeah, but I don't really care. Yeah, it's like, if they want my data that, that badly, they'll get it. Like, it's yes. Not- and like, who are we to stop them from having our data if they want it so much? Do you know what I mean? It's like they really want it. Yeah. That's quite admirable to want they, something that much. They've set their eyes on, on something. Yeah, they definitely have. <laughs> when you worked in that cafe, what was the most annoying order to get like at the very end of the shift? Um, maybe like a, a mocha with mm. cream and I was going to say, I used to hate it when people used to come in right at the end and there'd be a group of like three people and it was like winter and they go, oh, can we get three hot chocolate mockers, please? And you think, you don't know how long it takes to make one of those. It's really, really annoying. Yeah, but it's also like, there's so many elements there, each of which I've already cleaned and packed away. Right. So yeah, I'm, yeah, having yeah. To, I'm having to walk out to the fridge to get the whipped cream and marshmallows. Yeah. I'm having to re-dirty up the coffee machine and I'm having to re-dirty the hot chocolate machine. Like, yeah, like, you should, that's how you should express it to the customers as well. You're going to make me re-dirty the hot chocolate machine. <laughs> you realise... Well, thank you very much for showing me this cafe. Uh, it is a great place. And yeah. the next time I'm Streatham, I, I will pop in. Because the coffee's really good. I'm having the black coffee now, a filter coffee. I feel like drinking just black filter coffee makes me somehow interesting. Uh, is, that, is that accurate? What did you think when I ordered a black filter coffee? Um, fine. I just thought fine. Fine, yeah. Yeah, I've done, I've done it myself. My two orders based on vibe would be black Americano or an oat flat white. And today I was like, yeah, it's oat flat white. Day. That's good, yeah. But yeah, I'm thinking of keeping this up for my summer affectation all summer long. What about iced? How would you feel Ooh. about that? Now, okay, here's a question. How about this? I spoke to Bimini about this, and they said it was true. And I spoke to a lot of people I work with that say iced coffee is a very LGBTQ drink. I don't, I don't know where that comes from, but I've heard it from a number of sources. I think maybe it comes from, I feel like it's a very, like, swishy drink. You know, like, the way you might have used to have sort of like held a, a clutch quite jauntily yeah i feel like it takes the place of a clutch maybe right. that's it yeah could be it they are nice obviously the sound of the ice is quite nice but yeah it's a mystery does it make me an ally to drink one i'm not sure or is it like false valor you know uh, i think it would have to come along with some other behaviors that indicate allyship like right. you can't just go around drinking an iced coffee and calling me a dyke like no. that, that they wouldn't balance each other out <laughs> <laughs> not even if it was like in a friendly way <laughs> That's a definite no. <laughs> I would like to give a shout out to Art and Craft. What is we're, this? We've just come out of a state office coffee. 
Hello, mate. How are you? Good. Nice you? to see you. You're all right. right. Is it your shop, mate? Oh, it looks really nice. Art and craft. If you're in the area, you want to explain what it is? So basically, it's next to a state office coffee. There's also one down by Streatham Station. Yeah. And they're the shops of the Inkspot Brewery. So the Inkspot Brewery is up by the Rookery Cafe and Gardens. And so Inkspot's this amazing brewery. And uh, it's basically they make their own beers and then they've got a couple of shops f around Streatham and they stock their own beers, which is incredible. It's a great selection. And then, yeah, loads of other amazing beers that they've stocked as well. Some good uh, vodkas and whiskies and stuff like that. Um, and I would honestly recommend it to everyone. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess if you're in the area, Streatham Hill Station, pop by, it looks absolutely great. Um, and the, the Ink Spot Brewery, which is up by the Rickery Cafe and Gardens, they do like these afternoons where they just like open the breweries, put loads of benches out and they're just oh, serving beautiful. beers out of the brewery. It's incredible. Yeah, I love stuff like that. They started doing something similar to that. Uh, is it the Hamilton Brewery uh, near Cali Road, which is an area that like didn't have anything like that for so long. Yeah. Uh, but it's great. But yeah, no, thanks for showing me. Uh, nice to meet you, mate. Nice to see you. Take care, mate. See you soon. And the Women's World Cup yes uh is on right now how are you finding it it's so good and like it is sometimes you you feel a little bit upset that it's in a country where some of the games will be on at 2 a.m yeah obviously that's fantastic for the countries that it's in but you you feel like you miss out on a lot of football but then you wake up at 8 a.m and you turn bbc on and there's like yeah genuinely the best thing about on. international football used to be the weirdness factor. It was like seeing it, you know, transmitted on a type of TV that looked different from your own, the colors were different, and the times were always different as well. And I think we've lost a lot of that over the last few years because everything starts to look kind of similar. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, the last World Cup, it was sort of broadcast from sort of FIFA land, pretty much. Yeah, and I do think we pander to a European audience because that's where all the money is. So it is cool as well to you know, spread the game out, particularly the women's game, and give it to nations that, you know, New Zealand doesn't have a massive tradition of women's football, but this will be the boost that it needs. But yeah, it's exciting. I feel a little bit worried for the Lionesses because... Yeah, a lot of injuries. A lot of injuries to, to key players. I think Leah Williamson is the player that we're going to miss the most, our big centre-half. Of course, yeah. Um, and I think we're going to struggle because of that. But, you know, I think if we can get ourselves going on a little a little run getting the belief back, then we can do something pretty special. When you go to Selhurst Park, as you do very often, do you often find yourself sort of explaining the appeal of women's football to football fans there, or do they just know and watch it themselves? I don't think they do, and I think people are always going to be meatheads about it. Like, there's loads of sexism towards it, and to be honest, like, I don't care. Like, if you don't want to watch women's football, then don't watch women's football. It's nothing to do with me. If you want to make sexist comments about it, it's nothing to do with me. That's yeah. your own thing. Like, I think it's a brilliant game. And I think it's a shame that if you're, like, so close-minded that you can't enjoy it because it's really fun. Yeah. And it's an incredible quality. So it's, it's not my problem. All right, Chloe, we've just arrived at our second location. Do you want to say where we are? Yeah, we're at uh, Kennedy's Fish and Chip Shop. In my opinion, the best fish and chips in South London. It looks absolutely brilliant, and I cannot yeah. wait to eat some of the fish and chips. It's insanely good. Should we go in? Yeah, let's go in. Hi. Uh, we're at Kennedy's, uh, looking across at a lot of battered sausages. It looks absolutely delicious. Hey there. Yeah, very well, thanks. Uh, what would you like? Well, I think I'm just going to go classic. Get a medium cod and chips, please. 
please may I have a jumbo battered sausage with chips uh, and curry sauce as well, thanks. Or can I please get some mayonnaise and ketchup? Controversial. Yeah, that is controversial. I yeah. just love it. All right, so we've just placed our order and taken our seats. Do you want to say what it is about Kennedy's uh, that you like so much? Why here? Why have you chosen it? I, I would always come here as like, you know, the surefire takeaway. If I needed some comfort food, you go to Kennedy's. And um, it's just like you can't find a bad review of it. It's just always really good. I think the setting's really lovely. It's got sort of a bit of a like old school vibe, but it's very clean and uh, modern as well. And the people in here are really nice. I just think it's a good vibe. And when I was getting to know the people of Streatham, people would always mention Kennedy's and it feels like one of those, like, you know, you get fish and chips with your family on a Friday night. And I hadn't really had that living in London of like, you know, a go-to takeaway. So it was nice to feel like something homely, you know. Have these people seen you at your worst, would you say? Um, these people have not seen me at my worst because what I would usually do is I would order I would order a Deliveroo, which arguably not a good thing to do with fish and chips, but they would always get it to me so quickly that it would be fresh by the time it got to my door. I see, yeah. I mean, you're right about having a really nice vibe. It's kind of, um, it's a little bit reminiscent of, a, of like a pie and mash shop with the yeah. lovely white tiles. Yeah, and I love it. I'm excited for you to try the food. Can't wait, yeah. yeah. Why do so many comedians seem to have worse touring diets than musicians? I don't know why that is, but like people that I know that have done uh, stand-up comedy tours, whenever they talk about what they subsist on, yeah. it always sounds like, like awful. People I know in bands that have toured seem to take care of themselves better with their food. I don't know if you've noticed that among comedians. Mm. I don't know what the theory would be. Is it because, like, historically a lot of comedians have been, like, terrible little man boys? Yeah. It that may- don't know how to look after themselves? Yeah, and just eating, I guess, like, ginsters and stuff. Maybe it's, like, loads and loads of the gigs are in sort of, like, pub-like locations. Yeah, and it is difficult, like, you know, if you're in Chorley late at night, like, as I, as I was last night, I walked through Chorley High Street and I was like, I haven't seen one person in 10 minutes. Everything's closed, <laughs> there's no restaurants, there's no... If you're then having to go to a service station, that's where you get your Ginster's pie from. Do you enjoy the touring life? I do, yeah, I do. I like it when, because I've obviously been supporting Ed Gamble and I love going out and doing that because it's me, Ed, and Paul, the tour manager, in a car. Okay. We've created like a little you know, trio. Yeah. And that's really nice because it feels like just being out with your mates. When, when Who's I'm... driving in that situation? Paul's driving. Paul's driving. You are in the back? In the back, um, being as much of a nuisance as I can. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why you sweeties. enjoy it. I love it. Do they enjoy it? Um, I think Ed enjoys it. Uh, I think Paul feels Annoyed. tortured. Right, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's just like, what are the ways that we can annoy this man in yeah. more, more creative ways each time. Yeah, and also maybe Paul sat there thinking like, I'm in a car with two comedians, both doing bits. They're both trying out bits on each other and me. Bits is generous. Um, I would say that we more regress into sort of like six-year-old children. Like the, it's not bits, it's more just like flicking Paul's ear while he's trying to drive, that, that sort good. of thing. Yeah, yeah. well know? that is still a bit, it's a good bit. It's a good bit, yeah. Yeah, you can't really incorporate that in your show though. No, and we wouldn't, we wouldn't wish to. No. You know, it's not a writer's room, it's a car. That's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what you say to everyone who gets in the car, you have to remind this them about it. This is not a writer's room, this is a car. Just want you to know. Um, 
that, but that's fun. And then when I tour on my own, it's like, I wish I was with Ed and Paul. Oh. Um, but I, I do like it, and I try, and if I'm, like, going to a city or something to gig, I try and, like, always have mates there that I can go for a drink with after so it doesn't feel yeah. as lonely, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm being attacked by a wasp. I don't know who I am anymore. Yeah, uh, well, no, the wasp's gone now. Okay, You've been stung, Chloe? I've been stung once, and do you know what? wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah, it's, that's the thing. It's, it's, for me, taking the sting out of stinging, I'm, I'm now not scared of wasps or bees. Yeah, even bees, big old bees. Oh, not at all. A bee, are they the ones that whose guts get ripped out of their body? The guts get ripped out, yeah. yeah. So bees, they're doing it as a last resort. So if, yeah. I would think if a bee stung me, it's probably my fault because yeah. I would have been really pestering it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's quite a British reaction to being stung as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's probably my fault. Just victim blame yourself. Yeah. Oh, here comes the food. Oh, my God. Thank you. This is like an absolute vat of food. Yeah, it's a huge sort of takeaway tray of chips and cod uh, and pies, which looks absolutely amazing. So uh, let's get stuck in. Love Thy Neighbourhood is sponsored by Freenow, the mobility super app. Thanks to Freenow, I can get to where I need to go in London in a private ride, black cab, e-scooter or e-bike. One app. More ways to travel. Feel free now. Okay, we have arrived at our third location and we are, we're currently outside the place you used to work. Uh, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, the Rookery Cafe. Yeah. Um, I just stopped in, saw one of my old colleagues who uh, gave me a drink, which was lovely. Are you remembered fondly there? I think so. Yeah, I I always tried my best. Sometimes sometimes my best was um, you know, suboptimal. Uh, yeah, suboptimal, but uh, yeah, I think working those cafe jobs is great, isn't it? Because sometimes if it's if you've got a hangover, it feels like you're being paid for your hangover. Uh, essentially, yeah, that's true. And also unlimited supply of of, of hangover busting coffee. How many coffees could you stomach in a single day before your head felt like it was full of wasps? I, I, I'm going to disappoint you on this. I would have like one when I got there in the morning and then one mid-morning and the rest would be, then I'd maybe have an afternoon tea, maybe a hot chocky. Oh, a hot choc. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've uh, walked into Stressham Common, part of the no, common. No, 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 we're not in the common. We're in the Rookery Gardens currently. Are we? Yeah. I so feel like I'm, 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 I, I, like a sort of, I'm having an old person's episode or something. Where, <laughs> where are we? Who so am I? this is the, the Rookery Gardens, and I would recommend this as a visit for anyone. It's incredibly scenic and beautiful, very peaceful, a little peaceful haven in the, the hustle and bustle of busy Streatham. That we're currently ruining with our voices and microphones. Yes, with our loud voices. And what I think we should do is I think we should step down these steps, and I'm going to take you to this. I forget, is it called a, a pergola? A I don't know, a, a pagola? pagola. A pagola. We're going to go to the pagola. Yeah, this is absolutely wonderful. And so yeah. you used to, you got to enjoy this every day from your place of work. Yeah, it's great. So often I'd walk up here and just like read a book on a day off. Yeah, it's it's really beautiful and lots of amazing dogs knocking around. That was a good thing about working at a cafe on a common. Dogs, well, yeah. Um, you get to know really sweet dogs. There was a like a little whippet called Gertie. Oh. And she was the softest, gentlest little dog ever. And she'd come creeping into the cafe and she'd always nuzzle her head into your leg. Oh, yeah. And it was oh, just such a perfect moment. Good did, old Gertie. Did you find also, was it a sort of good uh, environment for thinking up material to use in your uh, quote-unquote comedy? No, no. Why quote-unquote? I don't know. What's you know, happened there? 
Uh, I just thought it sounded amusing, quite unquite <laughs> comedy. Okay, I think we're just going to go straight with Pecola. We're under the Pecola now. Oh, very nice. No, actually, I've never done any stuff about it, and I think it is because I'm, like, too raw with anger about the way that... Um, the, the general public behave. Yeah, yeah, with them coming and re-dirtying the chocolate machine every time. Yeah, I didn't like the re-dirtying. No. Um, but yeah, maybe ne my next show will be sort of like a public service show where I talk to people that haven't worked in a cafe about how not to be fucking idiot. Yeah, we'll just call out all the customers you hated one by one. By, <laughs> name, by, by name. name. Yeah, people would like that. Also, yeah, people sort of, they, they can identify with cafe stuff, can't they? Because, you know, it's one of those things, everyone's been in a cafe. Everyone has been in a cafe, but not everyone has used it properly. No, that's true. This is a lovely bit of the park. I feel like um, this must get used for sort of uh, wedding photographs and things like that. I would imagine so. So what would happen is it would get closed by the like park people just before we'd close the cafe. Yeah. And there'd always be people like, someone's got locked in the rookery. <laughs> we'd be like, we don't have keys, they're going to have to climb out. I'm sorry to let you know. Yeah, there's not much light, I think. <laughs> I can't see any light. So you could fall into that pond. That might be quite deep. Uh, I see threats everywhere. You see threats everywhere? Yeah, this is a health and safety hazard. That this... says a lot about your psyche that you've come to this idyllic place and you're just looking at health and safety. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is an absolute... This is a broken ankle waiting to happen. Are you interviewing a babbling brook? <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> Let's just see what it's babbling about. What do you think about Russia? It has more interesting thoughts than GB News. Yeah. That's good satire. Thank you. This is such a nice place. Genuinely, really, really lovely. Uh, talking about the comedy writing process, mm -hmm. where do you find is best for that? Is it just in your house with your typewriter? <laughs> yes, uh, mine are all uh, typewritten missives. <laughs> um, I, it's better for me to get out of the house and go to a cafe. Right. I think I'm more productive there because, like, a different environment, Right. I think. If, but if, you, if you're in a cafe and you see someone that you suspect is also writing material for stand-up, how do you feel about that? I, I've never, like, I think I would know the person. Right. You are quite popular. No, but, but like, I, I think I would know the other stand-up. Yes, yeah, yeah. But you wouldn't feel resentful, like, look at this person, this idiot writing in no, a cafe. I, I, no, not at all. I'd yeah. be like, should we do a little bit of, like, writing together, maybe? Oh, like a collab? Or just like, well, I'll write for 20 minutes, you write for 20 minutes, and then let's workshop it. Oh, that sounds quite nice. Yeah, yeah, and then you, then you could sort of, whatever um, profits you make, split down the middle. Because <laughs> comedy is a business. Comedy is a business. I'm only in it for the money. Yeah, that's, that's a, that is the right way to be. Yeah. Who, who is the most business-like comedian in your, in, your, in your experience? What, like, that's just there for the... Well, who's going about it just like pure business? Do you know what I mean? I feel like someone like Vittorio Angeloni... I don't he, know who that is. Who's that? He, he'll be annoyed that you don't know who that is. Okay. <laughs> That's really funny. He, I feel like there's like a group of like boys that have got into comedy that I would call a like, like the finance bros. Right. Who approach comedy like it's Wall Street where they're just, they're about the outcomes. It's about, here's the Inkspot Brewery, by the way. Oh, here we are. Inkspot Brewery. There's a big sign that says good beer that way. Yeah. But we can't get to it because the gate's, the gate's closed. The gate is closed. But what happens when they have their shutters up events, which I would look out for, follow them on Instagram. I'm willing to like back them on this. I think they're brilliant. Inkspot Brewery, shutters up. And they've basically got this yard outside their brewery. And they just put like benches all over. And you can reserve one of the benches and then just buy loads of beer and it's delicious. 
It's scenic, it's quiet, but it's bustling. It's great. It looks really good. I can see the benches are sponsored by Freenow, the mobility super app which is a nice bit of branding there. I'd say also the big signs that say good beer this way look almost like a trap. Really? Yeah, that looks like, you know, that's like a sort of um, cartoon, like a sort of roadrunner cartoon where they're trying to <laughs> entice me in particular around that corner. And then you'll run off a cliff. Yeah, or, or something worse. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what would be worse than running off a cliff? Open water is quite scary. I find that really scary, actually. That All that Titanic stuff recently, that's my worst nightmare. What, being in the, um, the little sub, the nightmare sub? Yeah, the nightmare sub. Yeah, I mean, I suppose they sort of, they got quite a, uh, quite a clean finish. You know what I mean? They were, it wasn't really drawn out. Yeah, but there was a moment where we thought that they were all just drowning. Yeah, that would be bad. That yeah. would have been terrible. Yeah, I mean... Like, they... when the reality of it, just the like, now I don't exist, fine. But when we thought it was, oh no, they're running out of oxygen, they've no idea if they're going to live or not. That, that's a nightmare, isn't it? That is a nightmare. And I think uh, there was a lot of people who were sort of quite flippant about it because they were so rich. You know, these were billionaires that sort of paid a lot of money to go in a little submersible. And look, I know that it is absolutely awful and I feel for these people that lost their lives and for their families. But I do also think the internet is quite funny, the way that it has no compassion whatsoever. The internet is an evil place. Yeah, and I find that quite funny. Yeah. Just yeah. being like, I find it so funny when people are so out of order for no reason. I just think it's really funny. Yeah. Okay, we've just arrived at our final location. We're standing outside of it. Chloe, do you want to introduce it? Yeah, I feel kind of bad because in my mind's eye, usually I'd be turning up here having had a few pre-drinks at my mate Joe's around the corner and it would always look like this beautiful bastion of hope. But I've brought you to somewhere that looks like the opposite of that. But what I will say is don't let looks be deceiving. This is the best pub in Streatham, if not in the whole of South London. The Conquering Hero. Conquering Hero. And it's right at the top of the hill we just walked up, so I feel like we do need a pint. Uh, you want to go in? Yeah, I love to go in. Oh, what a lovely garden. Yeah. Great beer garden. Guys, the pig lives just through there. There's a pig that lives here. And there's a pig that lives in there. There's a little pig. And what happens at the end of the night, if you're still standing, the pig gets let out and comes running around. And sometimes in the winter, she gets let out early and um, she is just laying by the fire. She's oh, that's really adorable. Cute. That's better than a cat. Oh, yeah, much better. She's cute, man. What's the pig's name, do you know? I think her name is Francis Bacon. Francis Bacon. Yeah, as it, as it sort of has to be. Do drunk people try and sort of chase and catch the pig? Yeah, um, I don't think so, because I think they run a pretty tight ship. Yeah. I think if they saw that happening, they would... You're out of here. Yeah. You know, you don't treat Francis like that. Well, I'm now going to ask you some quick-fire questions about London uh, as a whole, not just Streatham. Great. Uh, to see uh, what you would give five stars to across the city. Mm -hmm. Are you ready for that? I'm so ready. You want to cheers it? Yeah, I'd love to. Just because it gives me an opportunity to drink some of my beer. Oh, man, I'm so jealous. Mm. How is it? It's so delicious. And how much did that set you back? Uh, it was north of 6.50. Yeah. Was it 6.75? Maybe about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good because you're knocking on the door of £7.20, £7.50 everywhere else. Yeah, that's true. It's a bargain in the grand scheme of things. At what point do you stop buying pints? Is it £9? We will hit the £9 pint in oh, it's on the years way. to come. Okay, £9 pint or 
electricity in your house for an evening. So you basically, if you go out and you have a nine pound pint, you have a lovely time, but you know that evening you don't get any electricity. Well, I'll be out at the pub, so I don't need any. A good point, yeah. Heating, pint or heating? Uh, it depends whether it's in winter or not. And it depends whether I've got like a family to support. Imagine, yeah. imagine no, no, no if, I, if I left my family out. <laughs> <laughs> Just freezing while I went and had a nine pound neck oil. Oh, but imagine how good it would taste, knowing that your family <laughs> It would taste the of the suffering of my <laughs> of my children. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nine pound pint. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I agree. On the subject of pints, first question: What is your five star pub apart from this one in London? I really like the Fulton and Fallback in yeah. Finsbury Park. You probably get that one a lot. Yes. It's got a great beer garden that goes across many floors. And I think it's great for watching the football. They always have a big screen, lots of screens. Um, and it gets an amazing atmosphere. I really like the champion in Soho because I feel like you're always looking for a good pub to go in central London that isn't like rammed. And I feel like the champion is that. Like, yeah. It's quite scenic, but you can always get like a little space. I think those would be my top two. The one that I most like to go to is probably the champion. The champion in Soho. It's true. It's a bit of an unsung hero of central London pubs. What is your five star park? Oh, okay. I think it's probably got to be Victoria Park. It's I a, think it's it's the goat of all the parks. It definitely is. My, my dog loves status. it there. Uh, what is it you like about it? It's big. There's lots of space for everyone to sort of coexist in merriment. You can get to it via the canal. Like the way to get to it is very scenic. So I'll run down the canal and then do a loop of Victoria Park. Oh, beautiful. And that's what? one of my favourite things to do. Do you like the pagoda that's in there? Pagoda, that's the word I was trying to say earlier. Oh my God. Yeah, it's come full circle. Pag I was saying pagoda. pagoda. Pag yeah, pagoda. Pagoda is pagoda. what I meant. Yeah. yeah, pagoda. I like the pagoda. It's got lots of different bits to it. So you've got sort of your athletics track, you've got wide open spaces of grass, you've got a, a fountain, yep. a cafe, a lake, lots of pubs on it. Perfect. Great, great park. Great park. Uh, what's your five star coffee? Uh, my five star coffee is um, E5. Bakehouse. Yeah, very good. Just off London Fields. Yeah, E5 Bakehouse. It's been there for a while. Under the arches? Under the arches. Also, I'm throwing this word around a lot, goated status. It's so nice. Like, the coffee is always bang on point. And you go in and they do like they have like a changing menu every day and if you get like the main it will always be like this hearty home cooked mm. thing and they'll always do it with like loads of bread so you never leave there feeling like you have an empty stomach and it's always like good really tasty but like healthy stuff that is an endorsement and a half i love it what about five star gig that you've seen could um, be comedy. Comedy's kicking nah, as well. Obviously, I'm not going for comedy. I have no respect for anyone that goes to watch comedy. Um, <laughs> you could be spending your time doing anything else and you've chosen to do that. It is wretched. Mad. Yeah. Favourite gig that I've seen. Do you know what? I'm going to, like, this doesn't need hyping, but anything at the Roundhouse is always good. Such a great venue. Yeah, I think yeah. It's, it's amazing. Like, I've, everything I've seen there has been great. Laura Marlin, Elder Island. There's just something about the look and the shape of it that makes anything there... Uh, memorable. I went to see something there last year, the band Emperor, uh, sort of an extreme metal band from my youth. And I, <laughs> and I really thought this is going to be a bit of a sort of funny throwback yeah. to my younger days. But it was incredible. It was such a good gig. And I think it was mainly 
the setting just suited the music so yeah. much. It was absolutely brilliant. But like any kind of music can suit that setting. Yeah. Like it, it adapts itself and yeah, and I never have like a problem like you can always get in, you can always get a drink, you can always go to the toilet. Like it feels a less stressful gig environment than say like an Apollo or yeah. like O2 Brixton or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Apollo can be a stressful environment. Yeah. 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 What's your five star pizza? What's your five star slice? What's your five star? Um, do you know what? Like, I don't know loads of great pizza in London. The place where I'd always go if I was central is Pizza Pilgrims. I just think it's solid. I, I've yeah. never had a bad pizza there. I've always been happy with it. Yeah, it's definitely like a solid option. It's not so sourdoughy as well. You know what I mean? These days, everything tastes very much of sourdough. And there comes a point where you just draw the line and you say, I don't necessarily want to eat sourdough all the time. No, I want like bread eater. Do you know Japes in Soho? Um, no, right I next to I the don't. Soho Theatre, where I heard you, you're going to have a show. Yes. Uh, which sounds very exciting. Japes is right next to is it. Is that the one that does the deep dish? Yes. Yes, I've had that. That's really good so as well. So good. Yeah, and everyone sort of turns their noses up at it uh, unfairly because it's deep dish, which is apparently unfashionable. I think deep dish is the most delicious. But if I could have deep dish every time, I would. Yeah, it's a cross between a pizza and a casserole, basically. Oh, my God, it's so good. And, like, you know where it gets, like, oily and crispy at the edges? Yeah, I yeah, think that's, yeah. like, one of my favourite bites of food ever. It's so good. I don't know why it's not more crowded and popular in there. In fact, if you don't want deep dish pizza, then stay away. It's not for you. Don't make... Jape's really popular and crowded. <laughs> Leave it to us, But please. I do also think, like, it looks a bit chainy. Yes. Yeah, it looks yeah. a bit, like, not cool. If they make it cool, it will become too popular. So let's leave it as it is. Stay the fuck away. Yeah. What is your five-star roast? Hmm. Oh, do you know what? They, I think, I don't know if they're still doing it, but Beast of Brixton in Brixton. <laughs> Probably could have got that from context. I think they closed for a bit. Maybe during the lockdowns and stuff, and I, but I think they're back open again. And it's like you you go up like a, the road, sort of just near Brixton Station, and it kind of looks like someone's house. Right. And you go in, and it's like a really nice vibe, and they just cook the the best roast I've had in London. What are the elements that make it work so well? Well, I, I was eating meat back then, so it was like a really good quality of meat. Yeah. Big fluffy Yorkshire pudding, crispy roast potatoes, and then like some vegetables that would always be like cooked in loads of butter. That sounds ideal. What is your five-star living Londoner? What do you mean? Yeah, it's not phrased that well, is it? <laughs> who is a, a person who is in London that you think is a brilliant person that sort of like could be mayor? Does it, like, can it be just like a mate? Or does yeah, it, it can be absolutely anyone. Someone who lives in London, I think is top. Could be me. Well, obviously it's not gonna be you. Sorry. That's all right. Imagine if we've known each other for three hours and you've already gone to my top Londoner. Yeah, that would be odd. If you had to assign a star rating to me though, how many stars? Goated. <laughs> 4.5, goated. Uh, that's not bad actually, yeah. <laughs> I've given you goated status. I'm um, goated. <laughs> Gold-plated goated. Mm. Uh, do you know what I'm gonna say? I'm gonna say Eberichi Eze. Formerly of QPR. Formerly of QPR, your team, now of Palace. And do you know what, everyone says to me, Eze, the nicest guy you'll ever meet. He's so lovely. Yeah. He's kind to everyone. He's just a fantastic man. He's charitable. He's he's patient. He's understanding. He's got a dazzling smile. I met him in person and I was a bit like, oh. you can't be you can't be worth the hype. He was delightful. Wow. N like honestly, one of the nicest blokes you'll ever meet. Well, that's great for me to hear as well because he was very popular at QPR. What is your five-star tourist attraction? The gunpowder plot experience. What's that? Oh my god. So. 
It's Tom Felton plays the man. Mm. Do you know the guy? Guy Fawkes? Guy Fawkes. Yeah. <laughs> guy Fawkes. AKA the man. The man. You know the man. So my mate took me to it because we sort of take each other to like touristy things for our birthday in turn. Oh, that's a really nice uh, tradition. It's a really nice tradition. And we were sort of going to it like, lol, 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 this is going to be so shit. And it was fantastic. So you get put into like a little group with people and live actors sort of take you round and they basically, you become part of the gunpowder plot. Right. And you have to decide whether you're going to side with like the Guy Fawkes and his gang or you're going to side with the crown. Did you blow up Parliament? We, we decided to, but I'm, no spoilers, but Parliament is still standing. Right, okay. What is your five-star tube station? I really like Finsbury Park. Oh. The, the Finsbury Park to Manor House crossover. Yeah, it's quite chaotic, the the exit and stuff. But no, it's not that. It's like, you know when you've got like a... Because my girlfriend lives next to Manor House Station. Yeah. And you know when you've got like a good crossover where it's you get the Victoria Line to Finsbury Park and then all you have to do is just walk like... 10 seconds across to get on the Piccadilly line and it's always there. Yeah, it's good. Very efficient. So it's the it's the specifically Finsbury Park and Manor House crossover. Yeah, that one bit. That one bit. All right, nice and precise. Five-star goated status. And what is your five-star goated status city that is not London? I'm going to say Bristol. Bristol. Another one for Bristol. What is it about Bristol that you feel warmly towards? The people are cool. Yeah. There's good places to eat. It's very walkable. The gigs are always good. The audiences are always enthusiastic. Always have my best tour shows in Bristol. Yeah. And they always book quick. They're really supportive. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. I suppose you as a comedian have an appreciation for cities and places that are sort of quite transactional in nature. Yeah, yeah. You like them because they've paid you well. They, they, they buy my tickets and they buy my... I'm never worried when I'm going no, to Bristol. No, and they laugh generously. Yeah. Very generously. Yeah. Yeah, they're kind, they're kind people who are grateful you're there from London. Grateful that you're there from London? Specifically me. They, 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 I walk out and I go, you're welcome, and they go, thank yeah. you. Yeah, you've graced them with your presence. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, thank you so much for giving us a bit of your time today. It's been loads of fun, thank you. Thank you for imbuing me with five-star goated status. And do I have it too? Yeah. I gave you 4.5. Do, do it again and say I've got five-star goated status. You, uh, Clay Patch, you've got five-star goated <laughs> status. <laughs> Goodbye. Okay, well, that was my guided tour around Streatham. It was a lovely old time. It was really, really great to, to meet and to hang out with Chloe. Been a fan of Chloe Petz's comedy for ages and ages, and it seems she's getting really, really popular now, which seems absolutely right that she should. If you're going to the Edinburgh Festival this year, do go and see her show. It's called If You Can't Say Anything Nice. It's at the Pleasance Theatre, and it runs almost entirely through all of August. Uh, that'll definitely be worth seeing. If you can't see that, then she's also got a week at the excellent Soho Theatre afterwards, uh, I believe in October. So check that out and do get tickets because it will sell out. Uh, if you like the podcast, I hope you did, why not subscribe? It helps us. There's an episode every single Tuesday, different guest every week showing me around somewhere interesting in London. That sounds like fun, doesn't it? I really enjoy doing it and hope you enjoy listening to it. For now, though, uh, it's goodbye and uh, see you next time. Cheerio.
Love Thy Neighbourhood is sponsored by Freenow, the mobility super app. I'll be honest with you, I never thought I'd be an e-bike guy, but I also never thought I'd be as lazy as I am now, which is why e-bikes are perfect for me. Thanks to Freenow, I can unlock e-bikes in selected parts of London when I want to get somewhere fast and feel the wind in my long, luscious hair. One app, more ways to travel. Feel free now.